1: from New York, it's Ask An Engineer. Hey
2: everybody, and welcome to Ask Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. Hello. And we're here at the Adaford Factory in downtown Manhattan, where we do all of that manufacturing that you just saw, the advanced manufacturing. It's here, it's happening, we're doing it. Electronics and goodies and more are all tested, shipped, manufactured, shipped videos, video tutorialized, coded, and packaged and everything here. Um, But people are are at home uh, snoozing safely in their bed while we are going to do one hour of Ask Engineer, um, the only and longest running live engineering show with advice at the end. We got uh, tons of stuff, including some it's not out yet, products, videos, retro, um,
1: not quite chip
2: shortage, but close, uh, and more.
1: Yeah, a little bit of everything tonight.
2: It's like a, like a bento box of delicious Cornucopia electronics-y goodies. of goods. So let's kick it off. What's the code? What's on tonight's show?
1: On tonight's show, the cold is... The code. Cold. cold? <laughs> yeah, it's going to get cold.
2: It uh, is cold. Out.
1: It's going to get cold if you don't use the code. Uh, multiplexer is the code. 10% off in native first store all the way up to 11.59 p.m., or until I remember to turn off the code. We had... Some live shows. We'll talk about the show and tell. We just finished that up a few moments ago. We're going to do some time traveling. Look around the world. Makers, hackers, artists, and engineers, news, and more. Some events coming up. We'll talk about those. Mm-hmm. Chip shortage. Um, you know, sometimes we have new chips that are uh, not available. And then sometimes we have some repeat customers, or not customers in our case. <laughs>
2: we'll
1: talk about that tonight. Some retro tech. That's right. We have a lot of interesting photos that we're going to share from consumer electronic past possible futures that never happen. from the mailbag we'll read your letters to us some python on hardware news we've got big news around the pico w and also there's an event coming up talk about that we got some made in new york city factory footage made in new york some footage from around here we got some 3d printing We've got ION MPI this week, it is Sorcom. Sorcom, it's brought to you by DigiKey. We've got new products, we've got Top Secret, We're gonna answer your questions. We hang out on Discord, adafruit.it slash discord. That's where you want to be to ask questions towards the end. You can join all 35,000 of us anytime, 24 seven. But towards the end of the show is when we answer questions. All that and more on, you guessed it. Ask an engineer. Ooh. Okay, Lady Ada, so pay some bills. Code is multiplexer. What did they get when they start loading up the car? We
2: have the freebies all back. I know everyone was waiting for all the freebies. But um $99 or more you get a free per proto half-size breadboard. Uh, this lovely white PCB looks just like a breadboard, and it's great for taking your projects and making them permanent. We see them in uh, guides all the time, so yes. people post projects. And it's like that's a permanent make your of
1: projects it. permanent-ish.
2: Yeah, and it's just like a funnel-freebie. Put in your put in your desk uh, drawer. Desk drawer, you'll use it eventually. Yes. Uh, 149 or more, you will still get a pink PCB KB2040, an RP2040-based microcontroller board with castellated pads, USB-C, STM32, lots of flash memory. Um, and it's ready to be used for all sorts of projects, not just keyboards, but it does do a very good job at keyboards. Um, also, a good Pro Micro update if you can't get Pro micros because yeah. yeah. there's no At Megas.
1: Nope.
0: We'll talk ni-
2: about that soon. We'll talk about that soon. One nine nine or more free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. Very handy if you want to make sure that your stuff gets there and has trackable, insured shipping. We have the little. Do you want to, the overhead? We'll show the little truck.
1: Well, yeah. You know, I was. Uh, Organizing some stuff. stuff and me. This meep is meep what meep you want. Yeah, break and, break and break this break
2: is break actually break a break. real. This is like a real. If we, Yeah. We if you pull it back. back.
1: Oh no! You you. you. Yay!
2: Look at us. Okay. Anyways. Meep. Thank you. And then two ninety nine or more, you get uh, Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. Uh, we're still out of the Circuit Playground Expresses. Uh, see, see previous note about chips not being available. Um, we do yeah. have the NRF fifty two eight forty so This is a Bluetooth. Low Energy, Circuit Playground Express, uh, it's great, That's Circuit Playground shapeboard, it's got sensors and buttons, and BLE works great with Circuit Python uh, and Arduino, and there's even a little bit of make code support.
1: Okay, and uh, just a reminder, if you're looking to get Raspberry Pis, we usually do a drop on Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes Fridays, make sure you have two-factor authentication. And uh, I don't know if the, the folks that have been trying to get around stuff like this so they can sell things on ebay for exorbitant prices but uh we found a person who was trying to buy lots of raspberry pies they succeeded a couple times but we caught them and now they can't buy raspberry Pi's. so that means theres they can't the, buy
2: nothing from us so
1: that means there's more raspberry Pi's for others we're well, always so, looking out for you yeah so um you know we were debating today do we tell the person that hey we you know we caught what you were trying to do good try Um, Or do we just not tell them and just have them waste a bunch of time and be frustrated? I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but uh, anyways, uh, we're constantly updating our systems and more. There's automated tools, there's bots, there's a little bit of everything and everyone trying to buy things that are um, scarce and then sell them for giant prices. Uh, We didn't raise our prices, we didn't um, do anything other than try to make it fair for all the makers out there who need Raspberry Pis for the project and other parts and more so we will keep at it better luck next time dude live shows
2: we're doing one right now
1: this is live yeah it is um we had our live series of shows um lots of things that we do each week uh show and tell was just a few moments ago super fun yeah
2: lots of keyboards
1: yeah um Pumpkins? Yeah, Melissa showed off. I think this is, uh, you know, I have to pick a favorite each week, and they're all my favorite. Um, But I think this week, the one that, because we're going to show Noah and Pedro's video with the ear, and we saw JP's keyboard. uh, Mark had some pumpkin updates. Uh, So this week, my pick is Melissa's project. So one of the things that's really hard to convey to folks is, like, what is this machine learning thing? Because it's a lot of nonsense. One of the projects, and one of the demos that we have shows some of the fun capabilities, and there's a lot of projects, and it doesn't have to be connected to the internet, because sometimes that stuff gets creepy. So, this one is using our BrainCraft hat, and uh, now it's on Bullseye? Is that the name of the, yeah, the update it, to Raspberry we, Pi? Yeah, basically,
2: 64 bit Bullseye is now supported, it's so it's going to be a little faster, yeah. and it's the latest Raspberry Pi. I mean, it's just, you know, Linux is what it is. Whenever there's an update and there's a lot of updates, um, things maybe stop working, and so we have to go back and readjust them. But um, Melissa got the latest version up and running again.
1: Yeah, so one of the things you can do is load it up, and you can, uh, one of the things I like to yeah. do is uh, hold it up to like some Wikipedia pages of like animals, it'll be like zebra and. And, uh, and you can also show it at Household Objects and it'll recognize it. So watch the video and it's a really neat example of what machine learning can do. And it doesn't have to be connected to the Internet. That's kind of the whole point. On the edge, as they say. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about, I think it'd be kind of neat to put uh, this in like a stuffed animal or something, like a teddy bear, because you can have the text uh, pipe out and talk. And you can even have a little servo. Yeah. Do stuff. So, anyways, you can make your own teddy rock for those.
2: Yeah, who and just, we designed the Brain Craft. You and I like really th- thought about it. Like, what, what kind of project would people want to do and make it so it's extensible? Yeah. And we actually still have some in stock. And,
1: and that goes with the make robot friend, not robot enemy vibe, which is what we're all about. Okay. Uh, next up from the Desk of Lady Ada, On Sundays, we do the Desk of Lady Ada. We have part one and part two. What did you show off in part one this week? Okay. Oh, crazy. It was was LCDs galore.
2: It's a a long day. was a lot of TFTs. Yes, we got, um, you know, TFT prices have come back down to be a little bit more reasonable, uh, which means that we got a lot of samples for TFT alternatives and some uh, like capacitive touch versions of of TFTs. Um, And so we uh, went through and we showed them off all the different sizes and interfaces and connection methods uh, that are so popular with um, with, uh, TFT displays, both small, and up to, I think we had a ten-inch display as the largest one.
1: Okay. And then we do the great search, um, and that's where Lady Ada uses her power of engineering to help you. Yes, you find the parts that you need. What did you help people find this week? You
2: know, it's funny. This was one that I didn't realize. I was like, I can't believe I haven't done this before. So all of our Raspberry Pi bonnets and um, you know hats use this standard two by twenty connector. Uh, and we really like the SMT version because we don't have to use a selective solder machine. Um, it gets placed by hand or pick and place if it's on uh, tape and reel, and then um, it goes through the oven. So it's a really great way of making accessories for the Raspberry Pi um, that are no solder. Like people can get them, they just plug them right in. And uh, so I showed how to find um, them in stock at DigiKey, and we found a place has a whole bunch of them. Uh, it does have little nubbins, but otherwise uh, it's a good alternative if you want to um, make raspberry Pi hats that are solder free. And I think that's kind of the future. Like people don't really like to solder.
1: Okay. And then on Tuesdays we do JP's product pick of the week. Here is this week's highlight.
3: It is the TCA 8418 keypad matrix driver and GPIO expander. Here's an example of using it with telephone style keypads. I decided to solder the board, four columns and two of the row pins And then the extra two I have running since they're on the other side of the board using wires there. But that gives you this sort of neat little keypad that you can use for different projects. I have it plugged in over I squared C into, this is our Trinkie and plug that into a USB hub. So we can imagine that's the side of your laptop or some other computer that you wanna plug into. Now I have immediate access to this cute little keypad. So here I'm just gonna put in a comment there and then you can see I can get 1, 2, 3, A, 4, 5, 6, B, 7, 8, 9, C, star, zero, pound, D. It is the TCA 8418 keypad, matrix, and GPIO breakout.
1: Okay, and you can join JP's workshop tomorrow. Friday is Deep Dive with Tim. Friday is at 2 p.m., where you get to learn all about the innards of CircuitPython and more an excellent instructor, so do check it out. Yay! And uh, it's long-form video, and when you're learning to code, it's very helpful, and you can ask questions real-time. All right, time travel. Here's when we take a look around past, present, future. We don't have a song for this yet. Um, so, uh, well,
2: there's the new Quantum Leap, so maybe, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, now you've got competition. I'm not, you know, uh, I ride or die for Bacula. Um, You're
2: a Bacula guy. No, you know, I think. But they, you don't like Enterprise.
1: No, I don't. But you do like Quantum Leap. I did it, back when it came out when it was Bacula because they they, they, it, they had a moral message and it also uh, was trying to writing, so writing some wrong. I think the latest Quantum Leap uh, missed a huge opportunity, which is it could have like had 80s themes and 90s themes. And it could have been like, you, you know, they downloaded into like one of the quarries. Or you know it could have it could have been every single like I've downloaded into you know Eddie Vedder like they, they could have really pop cultured okay. in it they could have yeah. I thought that would have been neat but I'm sure it's a nightmare with all the rights that you need like yeah. there's an old show WKRP in Cincinnati and I don't think they can play it anymore because it used to be about radio and records and I don't think they can, they can oh you play think it. they get
2: clearances I, I
1: think not anymore I think this is
2: they're not valid this is, yeah this
1: is a problem anyways um, see that was like time traveling so um, we're gonna be figuring out if we're gonna just bump Adabox uh, the next round of them to 2023. Uh, We still have a little bit more time. We might try to get a holiday box out, but we'll let everyone know. And this will be a time that we send an email if we do that. Don't worry, Um, we still have everyone signed up. We don't charge until we ship. And one of the things that we would be able to do is get to the ones sooner. So it's getting to the point where we can get like 5,000 of something. It's just hard to get it all at once and Adabox requires it all at once. So, um, stay tuned. We'll know probably by the end of the month ish. um, But, you know, in an ideal world when we can get more things, we have a Halloween box and a, you know, holiday edition box. So, what we're thinking is it might just end up being um, next year, all four boxes. But we'll see. We'll let you know. That's the update for that. So, other time travel. Um, This is uh, kind of like a um, site update thing, but I don't know what to say. Um, I put it in time travel. So back in the day, I used to do vector graphics and our team was like, hey, we have videos on our site. Wouldn't it be cool if we did animated SVGs? So if you go to our website, um, that's an animated SVG. And and I zoom into it quite a bit. I wanted to do this as a, I I screen captured it as a video um, because I just wanted to show, like you can see how the, the photos are pixelated, but the, the animated, the animation is, and it's not a GIF. It's not gigantic, and it's not a movie. It's an animated SVG. Works across all browsers. We tried it on a Raspberry Pi. Tried it on a bunch of different things, and it worked. So um, I thought what I would do is um, go over and just show you on the website. And this is kind of like us trying to like just. I know there's you know some websites have probably probably have done this, um, but I wanted to show that we're trying to push the boundaries of you know some of these new tech frameworks and more so this is on our site right now okay and uh you can see um yeah it's here and like yeah. do a, do a page weight of it or, or just uh you know poke around um and then you know here when you when you when you zoom in
2: zoom in enhance see,
1: see how you can see this gets blurry but then you know this stays sharp and it also it, it stays the right size. It always
2: resizes sizes it's it, SVG, vector. I can,
1: yeah, I can. Oh. So, let me. So, anywho, uh, check it out. It's kind of cool. We like this stuff. So, we're playing around with that um next up uh in time travel land uh hackaday my old job i have nothing to do with this right now but so that's my disclaimer other than uh a media sponsor for supercon 6 it's in november and we're gonna be a media sponsor which means like we talk about it and then we're gonna uh send them uh some uh sponsorship money and then we're going to send them uh, something for the goodie bag, I think. So it's the 2022 Hackaday Super Conference. There's a lot of folks that we know that are gonna be there, so check it out. Um, And then we have a new um, Adafruit Learning System weekly update. And this week, so every week when we do something really cool and interesting in the learning system or we pick a guide or something going on, um, especially features, we talk about it. So this week, um, our favorite new guide was uh kind of busting the myth we got to the bottom of this one on it was it possible to cheat in chess with a haptic device that would morse code the chess moves to you so um immediately we got blamed for all the chess cheating and poker cheating and um and
2: also apparently um like 30 hospital visits a month. Yeah. Because people think that this yeah is actually.
1: Like, so some of the gadget like, sites are like, by the way, if you were to insert this in yourself, make sure there's a flan. Just like, okay, you know what? No. Um,
2: why, why do you guys always think about inserting yeah. everything? Why is everyone
1: a cop? Yeah. Anyways, so. Um, anyhow. Don't uh, insert
2: any electronics in the learning system or eat them.
1: Yeah, I don't want to put that as a banner across the entire site and everything. This is why, like, do you want. Anyways. Um, do
2: you want to have that across? <laughs> Not for insertion yeah. or consumption.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, you can check out some of the latest guides uh, from the learning system, and then when we add um, new features, this is the, the the weekly place that you can figure it out. And we do have some cool new features coming on the learn system soon. So, okay. Next up is everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Okay, so um, the current winner, the weekly champion of not delivering chips to us, is Microchip. Sorry, Microchip. No, I mean, there, I, I don't want I'm not dunking. Get, we
2: are getting some, but it is, it is. There
1: are some that they, they're, they're, it's they're, they're leading the pack on consistently not, not being able to. Not leading the pack. I'm <laughs> not leading the pack. So here's the one that we're not going to get for two years. Sam fifty
2: one. The Sam fifty one G two year lead time. Um, this is getting a little bit ridiculous um but you know i I saw this because i got a notice from them you know we do have orders booked but um what's interesting is is many other chips that we were unable to get are are now available and it's i think interesting that um the microchip chips especially like the D 21 and 51 and some other components um the lead times are still stretching out you know basically three years total from the beginning so not sure what's going on there
1: here's my question and suggestion so wait i'm gonna make a suggestion then i'm gonna ask you a question so okay it says alternative product inventory i'm gonna get to that in a second but
2: There, there wasn't any yeah
1: yeah but here's what i think at this point i think microchip should you know they're on social media they have all the same tools we all have just say like hey here's here's where the chips are going Here's why it's two years away. Here's why they weren't available. That's because it's really long. At at this point, so like, yeah, we all kind of like suffered through the last couple years. It's coming up on like year three now. But at this point, you know, we're kind of getting chips from everybody else. So it would be interesting to know, is like, is it automotive? Because that's the first thing we heard. Is it something else? Is it military? What is, is it?
2: It, it? Well, I mean, there's some chips that have definitely got end of line because they're like, look, the yeah. the fab isn't using this process anymore. I could get that, but this, yeah. I don't, I don't completely understand the two year. All, all the exce-
1: time. We, like anything is okay. There's After two year lead time, there's just no information, and so that's it. So just getting back to something it said. This is my question for you, lady, as our public service. If you were designing something that used to use a SMD, um what is these? Fifty one. Fifty ones. If you were using a samd fifty one in the past. What would you use instead right now?
2: Well, it's not a complete identical, you know, matchup, but um, the RP2040 is the closest thing, and it's it doesn't have as many peripherals. I mean, the, the microchip SAM51 has great peripherals, but at this point, you know, you can pretty much get the ESP32, and you can get, you know, family of chips. And you can get the RP2040. STM32s even, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to so see So did you see that in
1: the chat? The STMs are coming in. I'm
2: actually starting to see, like, STM, F1s. I would have
1: said the STMs few, were going to be the ones that were going to be the they laggy would, ones. I thought too. they
2: would be the laggiest. But actually, the STM F1s and F4s and F3s, I'm starting to, I'm starting yeah. to see them come back into existence. We're still getting some teensy. So, NXP, Freescale is able to get some parts. But, like... You know, I'm getting chips from Analog. We got, you know, the AD chips and Maxim. Yeah. I'm getting parts in. I mean, those are not microcontrollers. They're, Here's they're the chips. Other Nordic has never had. Actually, if Nordic has been able to supply almost consistently throughout this entire
1: If microchips are watching this, just send us a video. We'll play it on chip shortage. Or you can send us a reel, and we'll put you on the real world. We have a segment. Like At
2: STM32F7 series, though, you're still screwed. Okay. And a lot of FPGAs are still screwed. But the, the I'm actually shocked. So, I you know, the STM, if you can use the STM32 F4 series there's a lot that are very compatible with the the microchip Um, but yeah unfortunately right now I think the the thing I'm seeing most people do is just go straight to the RP2040. Reason
1: 137 that we did CircuitPython because the core can go across all the different processors because there's a lot of different ones that are out there. It's and a bummer because I really, that aren't really aren't available and are available.
2: I really, really love and love the Samsung When the Samsung one came out, I was just like, this is my favorite chip. And we made so much hardware with it. And, you know, I'm just, yeah. it's a little crushing. Okay, so tune in next so. week.
1: Um, maybe we'll do microchip again, but uh, whatever is available, we do real world and whatever is I just wanted to microchip.
2: warn people that there is some, there's, you know, I'm seeing some at Megas, but there's still this was still as a little shocking us like 2 years really
1: and that ship shortage. Okay, just a little bit of a reminder before we go off to the next segment, the code is multiplexer. Let's do a mailbag. Letters, we get letters, we get tweets and we get emails, your comments via RSS,
3: they are...
1: Alright, this week this email that came to us says just thank you for quick shipping and awesome maker parts will be back maybe a lot lol keep up the awesome work all of it the products the custom boards the drivers the programming all of it you set the bar and rocket it doing it thank you cool next up retro all right so uh we have a bunch of photography and videos of retro hardware so let's take a journey and uh before i tell anyone what this is guess what this is in the chats and at the end i'll tell you what it is so you only have a few seconds but is this from the future
2: god it looks like a is it
1: from the past is this one of those dolly things that says like 90s console that never came out
2: this looks like something that's um, like, a, like a... Is it a cable box? It's a rendering from like a 1980s like demo reel from like SIGGRAPH. This yeah. is like SIGGRAPH 92 era. The new SGI. <laughs> no, like, yeah. it's not the product. It's like literally the thing that's rendered.
1: Yeah. Look, so, it's got RF
2: output, so that does date it.
1: Yeah. So let's see if anyone knows what this is.
2: Even I don't know what this is. But right. this is this is, by the way, some incredible '80s style. Yeah. I mean, this is.
1: This is like Lawnmower Man kids' toy. All right.
2: I mean, it's it's the it's the thing that looks like it's like a handheld joystick. It's got like these yeah. flanges on it. Like the flanges are totally unnecessary. Yeah. And the grid, you know, the gridding is like a very. Um,
1: All right. Lawnmower so, Man. So here it is. This is a future that never happened. It's called the ViewMaster Interactive Vision. Uh this was introduced in nineteen eighty-eight and released uh in uh USA. It came with Sesame Street games and it featured the Muppet Show characters in a Disney game. Disney Cartoon Arcade. It went on sale for $120, and uh that was thirty-three years ago, and it came from ViewMaster Group. Who's ViewMaster? These folks. These could this could have been our future, where ViewMaster, and if you think about it, why isn't ViewMaster making VR goggles? Why aren't I they know. doing? Why aren't they doing? Um, you know, why aren't they meta?
2: <laughs> so they had games, but then was it like, ever sold? Sold? Like people actually bought it? They had no? Kermit
1: the Frog, the Great Gonzo. And um,
2: actually, reminds want <laughs> to a little bit of that. Like, what's that robot friend you have? Two XL. The two like because it's like it's VHS. So it's like it's a video two XL.
1: Yeah. So, anyways um Incredible. Look at this, and that's retro. Okay, Python on hardware time. Python on hardware time. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Python on hardware time. Okay, we're gonna do this in two parts, Ladyata. First, you're gonna talk about what's latest and greatest with PicoW, and then I'm gonna talk about an upcoming event.
2: Okay, everybody, it's it's that time. You've been waiting, you've been bugging us, and now it's time for you to uh, step up and try out the latest uh, builds for CircuitPython. Um, we have a couple builds that are after version 8 beta 1, and I know beta, beta 2 is being worked on and probably will be released in the next couple days. We now have TLS support as well as private certificates um, and, pri- sorry, uh, self-signing and, and private, like client-side certificate loading support for the PicoW. So uh, the only thing that doesn't work is making a HTTPS server, but that also doesn't work on the MicroPython. So we're not too worried about it. But if you want to connect to services with TLS, which you should, if you want to, um, use mqtt if you want to use ntp if you want to use requests if you want to do anything on the internet with the pico w and circuit python now is your time adafruit io works we got a demo of that uh, tested liz uh, checked it out and uh, we're working on getting the azure demo working uh there's some some typo or something um and we're going to add some documentation but if you have used the esp32 series um that same code is going to work on the pico w and uh you get all like 320 drivers um you get all the example code people should be able to take it our projects and
1: works and now it's online
2: it's uh, yeah now it's online all right so please try it and if you have issues please open if you have bug reports open an issue on the circuit python repo because we are now in like and you know advanced user bug reporting mode like we want people who really know this stuff to try it out and let us know what doesn't work with example code that we can replicate and then we can fix it. But Jepler's done an amazing job. He's between the keyboards and this, he's kind of alternating. Take
1: one of your past CircuitPython sensor projects, make it Wi-Fi, and send the data to Adafruit IO. Yeah. Play around with it. All that stuff now can be online. Um, so gigantic newsletter and was on a video cast. There's a talking Mac with Circuit Python. Um, tons of there's new just the titlo shows or project. Yeah, there is a bunch going on.
2: RG matrices. If it blinks,
1: if it charges, if it lights up, if, if it's a sensor, <laughs> if it talks,
2: if it's a skull, it's
1: powered by Python. So um, there's also a bunch of events coming up. But this week, the event that I'm going to talk about is the one that you're going to be doing, Lady Ada. So. Oh. Espressive DevCon 22. I got to do that. You got to do it. <laughs> um, it's it's online and it's October 19th to 20th from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. CEST time. And they have a bunch of stuff going on. Um, you'll be able to ask questions. You'll be able to hear speakers. It's the first official dev conference made by de- developers for developers. It's a two-day online conference that brings you all the stuff from Espressive. Um, you can look at the website and of course the reason we're talking about it well we talk about it anyways but yeah, we're more about, zooming on.
2: I'll be talking about you know CircuitPython 8 a uh, big part of it is adding support for ESP32 the Wi-Fi workflow which I'll be demoing we have a guide for it um, and also just showing off all the different hardware we have uh, why we are using CircuitPython um, some of the benefits of using that for your IoT projects etc yeah. etc cetera, et cetera.
1: Um, and then you know I'll just toss in one note here. Um, the person who, uh, thank you, uh, who said the following, someone nice, getting CircuitPython eight on Pico W is thirty seconds and awesome. The hardest part is just dragging the UF two over. This is so cool. I know. That you hold on in the thirty blue seconds button. you're doing like internet.
2: All of our and it's like we IoT want to make stuff. it so whether whatever you know using ESP thirty yeah. two s2 or c3 yeah. or whatever and this is all live
1: stream by the way this is gonna be all live expressive you're gonna, all be works. Able to, you're gonna be able to 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 read all and see all this stuff so anyways um this is delivered this newsletter to your inbox every single week go to adafruitdaily.com where you sign up it's completely not related to your adafruit.com account separate website because we don't like spam either we don't give out any of the email addresses we don't do anything like that that's why we have a separate site. Okay, open source hardware time. It is open source hardware month, Lady Ada. And on... Is that so? they have a list of things, if you wanted to have your own event, do's and don'ts, on open source hardware for the month. Um, I was interested to see um, how we're doing as far as... How uh, are we doing? As ...open source hardware projects. So there is a total of... Um, let me zoom in here.
2: Yeah, zoom in here.
1: 1,880 projects are certified open source hardware. Okay, I get
2: close to 2,000.
1: And if you look at Adafruit, type Adafruit. Type Adafruit. We have 522, a little over 27% of all of the open source hardware projects are from Adafruit. And so even though we get mean emails from dudes who say, I don't think you're open source at all, I've heard that you've you've used Windows or something. So there's, there's dudes like that, but um, if you want to certify your hardware and demonstrate, show your intention, you can do things like certify it. So that's what we do. So every single one of these that we've submitted has all the files, all the source code, all those things, we're currently um, in the number one position of companies. So if you want to support companies that do open source hardware, you can buy stuff from Adafruit. That is, um, you could say- we're
2: adding more every week.
1: Yeah, you could say, I'm gonna support companies that do open source software and hardware, And then you can go to the Oshawa site and say, well, which ones do that? And then you can look up us, you can look up others and see who does. I guess who doesn't too. Okay, next up. um, Speaking of, we have over 2,745 guides, Lady Ada. What's on the big board this week on learn.adaford.com? We'll get to
2: 2750 by next week. Okay, a lot of updates. Arduino Circuit Python guide. um, Liz spent a day and went through all the feedbacks, fixed a bunch of typos and reviewed the guide and updated it for some uh, recent CircuitPython improvements. Um, The 128 by 64 OLED Featherwing Guide. So we keep telling people it's a featherwing. You use it with a feather, you put it on top of a feather, that's what it's for, and then people don't listen to us and they're like, anyways, I'm going to use this as, like, on a breadboard or as a STEMIQT accessory. And um, it's really not designed for that, and it it was really not meant for that, but people do it anyways. And so we wanted to update the guide to tell people how you could do it if you wanted to, um, you do have to wire up the reset button. Uh, it's, not, it's not optional, um, but people don't realize, they don't realize that like the QT is, is a client side, it's not the, you know, it's meant to go out, not go in, but it, you, you can use it. We'll just tell you how to do it. Um, Liz wrote a, she's writing a couple of PyLeap clue projects uh, for a clue pack that's coming out shortly um, and uh, for workshops. And this one is how to make a custom badge. Uh, and then this is, this is PyLeap and Glider. So what you do is PyLeap is how you download the project, but then of course you want to customize the badge, right? You want to have it have your name, uh, you know, where you work, maybe a description of you, your pronouns. Um, you would then use File Glider to connect and then like live edit over Bluetooth um, your code. So this is kind of neat because it's using two apps. Okay,
1: next up.
2: Um, we also got an update to the eye shootout uh, guide. Uh, Phil B every year looks at all the digital eyeball projects uh, available. Um, and this year, I think he looked at the uh, werewolf. There's like a werewolf with LED eyes or TFT eyes. And he just sort of showed how they did it and how it's not nearly as good as his code, um, basically. So check that out. And then using servos with CircuitPython and Arduino, this guide got whippered it got snapped. Um, you can now use servos within Whippersnapper, uh, and Eva kindly added a new page to this guide on how you can um, use servos with Whippersnapper, so there's no coding at all and you can control the servo and automate it with uh, Whippersnapper actions on IO. so a great internet connected motor. And you had two new guides, The uh, in addition to that Clue guide that Liz did human ear iphone case from no and pedro we always do we'll weird creepy soon. projects every year we'll show the video and uh matt d uh who is a contributor um wrote up a feather freezer door alarm uh matt works at a um not works volunteer well i don't know volunteers or and That's or like works at a food pantry and made them a freezer door alarm in case the door uh, actually didn't yeah. get closed which could uh, ruin all the food inside um just showed how to do that with uh, uh, sensors and electronics made of fruit
1: i'm gonna say that ears are not creepy and weird because it, you know there's billions of them no no but on
2: your phone it's a little but
1: ever, but you see people on their phone they have ears yeah
2: it's but one this, of the but things this looks like a, that mouse that has the ear growing out of it
1: that's what it looks like you're right i was you know what that's what yeah that's what it looks like yeah. they're like we like we've grown an ear on a mouse yeah okay it's terrible let's do some factory footage It's 3D printing time. So we're gonna do two videos back to back. We're gonna show you that um, that not creepy ear. Ear. And uh, someone in the chat just mentioned, you know, it's handy because you can put a spare earring on That's
2: there. That's right. Yeah.
1: And then we'll do a ghostly speed up.
0: This Halloween season, you can 3D print a weird yet functional accessory for your mobile phone. Turn some heads and raise some eyebrows with this 3D printed earphone case. This is actually a useful add on for pop sockets, so this provides a better grip that's both ergonomic and slightly creepy. Pop sockets allow you to rotate your phone while holding onto it and it doubles as a kickstand. The ear add on can be attached using your favorite adhesive like double sided tape. This flexible filament is designed for prosthetics and comes in a variety of skin tones. The ear and phone case are 3D printed separately so there's no need for support material. Our pop socket came with a sticky backing that adheres really well to the TPU filament. You can get the files for free by heading over to the Adafruit learning system. An additional cover goes over the base of the pop socket to make it match the rest of the phone. Then the handle can be press fitted on top. Now we can add a piece of double sided tape to attach the ear. Because it's flexible, you can add some personality by accessorizing the earlobe with an earring. The phone case features a cutout for the camera array and the edges grip over the screen to provide protection. We hope this inspires you to get creative with flexible filaments to make weirdly practical projects.
1: Just one little note. Uh, this is that um, Onion article I was talking about. So that that phone pairs well with this. This is when Tim Cook first took the helm of Apple, and everyone's like, "What is going to happen? They're going to like ruin Apple." And it was like interim Apple chief under fire after revealing grotesque new MacBook. And it, <laughs> it says, um, it says you can regularly douse it with lye to keep uh, the odor down, and then um, you could you could feed this <laughs> the hideous new device." Um, and you could feed it uh cds at the time and so uh, yeah and it's sweating yeah it has its own digestive system <laughs> so anyways uh that's how we roll in here don't forget you can learn how to make all this stuff and more including yours for your phone every wednesday at 11 with no pedro at 3d hangouts okay let's do ion mpi All right. This week's Ion MPI is Soracom. Yeah. Ada, what is the new product of the week?
2: Okay. Introduced one, by you. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're we're you know back doing the weekly Ion MPIs. We did two last week. Uh, this one we're back to doing just one. Um, but I really like this one. This is uh, from Soracom, and I actually was going to show like they have a you know a new IoT service, but I actually maybe I might do that in a couple weeks because I actually really just liked this Onyx. USB uh, cellular dongle which is uh, from Sorcom and um, it's actually kind of a, a co-op cooperation between Sorcom and um, Quectel because inside is a uh, Quectel cellular modem um, but they made this really nice little dongle it's like really beautifully designed it's got this like cool like angular design um, this is what it looks like you can kind of see on the back there's this uh, cellular module uh, and on the top there's a couple of components, power supply, uh, SIM card holder. It's actually not like technically that complicated because the modules do come with um, USB interfacing so there's no microcontroller. you're actually connecting like directly to the uh, cellular module. but that said, like it's in a really nice case. Um, it's got the SIM holder, it's got little antenna add-ons. Uh, and it's got a USB plug that just like thunks right into uh, your board. So this is the cellular module inside. Um, It's the uh, Quectel LTE-EG25. Again, like, you know, for basically the price of the module, you can now get it, like, with the power supply, SIM card holder, everything all together, ready to go. Um, It's LTE-CAT4, so it can do, like, pretty fast upload and download. You'll have to have a SIM card that, of course, has that kind of high-speed Internet connectivity. But it's also good for uh, IoT projects because it's got... Uh, worldwide LTE, uh, UMTS, HSPA, and it's still got GSM, GPRS edge coverage. So you've got like, you know, GSM, it isn't it got like uh, GSM2, um, 2G, 3G, 4G, and LTE. So it's got like very, very wide coverage uh, worldwide. And um, it looks like it's also, it doesn't, so this does not have the, uh, GNSS receiver, I don't believe, but you know, maybe they'll make a version that does, but again, it can go very, very fast, but it's also very inexpensive. And what I thought was interesting about this and what I really liked is like the, you know, even the, the advertising photo for it says like, Hey, you know, you just plug this into your single board computer. And now, you know, it trying to integrate cellular into a board is a real pain. Um, You can do everything over USB and just use like a USB modem driver now you have a fully cellular connected iot device and it's like no soldering no design you just plug it in and go um so i actually got this set up and working um on my computer in like 15 minutes or less it was really easy so when i bought it, it actually came with uh i also got the sorcom uh, sim card which i think is a, a global sim card check about you know how many messages and how many megabytes. I think this is actually IOT based so it's not like for data streaming video it's for like sending data MQTT. Um, you register at Sorcom's website. You do have to add a credit card so you gonna do that. Once you've registered um, you know you you can now activate it within your console and there's this whole control console. What I thought was un- interesting in addition to this is that there's also um, for everything that they do, you know, there's a web interface, but they also provide a back-end CLI interface. So if you're using this to like deploy, you know, five thousand yeah. um, you know, whatever, soda can dispenser monitoring systems and scooters. Mind, scooters, um, you know, digital signage, whatever, and you and you want to manage them remotely, you don't have to use the console. You can actually automate everything. Um, using their CLI. And it's kind of something I noticed is that there's, there's always an easy way to do it, like using their web interface. And yeah. there was also an advanced way to use it that was more powerful um, using scriptable tools. Uh, they do have multiple different dongles. Um, the only one I you know used is the Onyx LTE dongle. Um, one thing I liked is that they have the device manual, which I'll talk about in a bit. So, you know, the Cellular modules are not just modems. They actually have a lot of stuff built into them, um, like an MQTT uh, peripheral or FTP, um, TCP or HTTPS. So you don't even need to have the stack on the device. You can actually use the stack on the cellular Mm. module, not on the computer. Uh, And they have all that available, which is really nice. You don't have to sign an NDA, which I really dug. Uh, And then for Linux, it shows up as a com port. It is a composite CDC so on windows you, know, you have to install a driver i'm on windows yeah i installed it it worked and then it shows up as a modem and then you get the uh three com ports like again i don't believe this, has the, this one i don't think it has the nmea the gps it still shows up but I, you, there's no data that comes out of it um and you've got the at port which is the control port and data i think dm is for the data port and then it also shows up as a plain like usb modem and then what's nice is all I had to do is like turn on roaming, and then I just selected cool. the shortcom, and like I unplugged Wi-Fi and I you know disconnected the Ethernet, and I was on the internet through the cellular connection. Uh, cellular connection. So it's that easy. It's really fast, um, very simple. And so you know, especially with silicon shortages, if it's like you want to add cellular connectivity, but it's impossible to get cellular modules, or they're constantly changing, or you know whatever, don't make a custom board. You may not even need an M3 module; just plug in USB. It's just it just works, and it's plenty fast. Uh, for Linux, uh, what I thought was really nice is they have like a shell script that is for Raspberry Pi, and you know you basically um, you know it's very you know I think they borrowed this like we did from uh, Pi where it's like you know setting up something takes so many steps that it's easier just to give somebody a shell script, tell them to pseudo curl it, um, and run it and uh, it'll install everything. And then you basically have um, an interface that is basically you know, internet connectivity. But again, through the cellular module, it's like the easiest, fastest, no solder way to add it to single board computers. And if you have a Windows running single board computer, you use the other driver, Linux single board computer, use this. Either way, now you've got world uh, worldwide connectivity. And um, I did check the AT port and like you can, absolutely use it and you know yes that's the ICC ID but don't worry I'm gonna gonna cut it in half in a moment anyways uh, because I'm done using it and um, the uh, you can you can use this with uh, they had a really nice um, tutorial uh, that's linked that'll be linked from the blog post where you know you can use it as a low-level modem right so you you have as a modem and then you connect to the internet service and then you have to like have all of your TCPIP packets go through it or what you can do is you can use the built-in say mqtt client and this uses a lot less data because you don't have this overhead so it's going to be a little faster a little less power but you have to script each command in so for example you know they have their own uh mqtt demo here um uh, they have it sorry mqtt um, broker on beam.soracom.io 183, which is MQTT port. And then um, you can connect to it, log in and uh, also automate it with um, PySerial, so this is like a, a shell script, sorry, a, a Python script that uses PySerial. You can see it connects to the um, serial port, TTY usb 2 which is created when you plug it in. And it just sends in like the raw data to publish to a topic, and then you know you can then use their um, their web interface to the MQTT broker to see the data was published. So again, you know if you don't want to use a, a, a full TCP/IP stack because you want to save power, you want to save bandwidth. There's nothing lighter than just sending the raw commands. I mean, this is like it'll just do the bare minimum to send the data, connect, send the data, and disconnect right afterwards.
1: Available on Digikey, as in like you can really actually get it. That's why this is MPI. And They actually uh, have a lot in stock. And again, yeah. the price
2: is very good. It's like under 100 bucks, I think. And then um, we wanna to go to the overhead. So this is what it looks like. Um, you know, it's got, this, it's got this nice design. There's two antenna ports. Uh, you can connect to if you want to have a, a external antenna. Um, and then this is the SIM card that goes in there Uh, so you can use any SIM card they have they sell SIM cards uh, indicator modem and then yeah this is just USB so it's it's, you know it's it's a very convenient easy way and um, you know so many um, electronic projects now are just a a Raspberry Pi you can attach whatever custom hardware controller you want and then it you know with internet connectivity so complicated you want something that has a full Linux TCPIP stack to handle connectivity for you and reconnection and your know, certificates and whatever and, you know, remote control, um, you just plug in this and now it's cellular connected.
1: Okay, and I think in a blog post we'll, we'll embed that three-minute-long video um, so folks can watch. There's a really good content It's a good
2: video, video but, yeah, we'll, we'll have it on the blog post because yeah, it's, it's three minutes long and I've, yeah. I've yeah. rambled enough.
1: No, that's all good. And that's I on MPI. Okie dokie, Before we roll into new products, the code is Multiplexer, use it or lose it. Let's do new products. You
2: ready? That's right. New, 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 All right.
1: So first up, we got a revision.
2: That's right. We've been revising a lot of the combo packs. Uh, this is a you know beginner Gemma um, pack for doing Sobel Electronics, which gives you like one of everything. Uh, you can start with alligator clips and then um, upgrade to sewing with the nice uh, stainless steel conductive thread. Historically, we sold this with the Gemma V2, which used the ATtiny85. Um, sadly, you know, those the bit banging USB technique is is really not guaranteed to work anymore. Uh, so we upgraded this to use the Gemma M0 instead, which is uh, CircuitPython compatible, MakeCode compatible. You can use Arduino and it has a ton more memory. All right. Update. Okay, so this was the ultimate GPS bare module, which was part number seven ninety, and um, the company that made this module, uh, which was the PA six H, was made by GTop. They got sold or something, and they basically stopped making the module, and it was sad. Uh, but we did find a alternative company that makes a like ninety nine percent identical module. It's pin compatible. It's called the PA1616, it still uses the MTK3339. Um, it's the same physical size, again, the same pinout, same voltages, same firmware. The only difference is that the antenna querying commands are slightly different. Um, and we weren't gonna keep selling the module, but people were like, no, I, I use the module, I, I soldered the module into my designs. And so um, in addition to selling this on a breakout board, uh, we're going to have the where the bare modules available as well. Okay, next up. All right, next up, a we put in uh, some adorable step switches a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're like 808 style called the PB86. People love them, but they're not breadboard friendly. So what we did is uh, I put together a quick breakout board um, that just kind of rearranges all the pins and also makes it so it can fit into a breadboard very nicely. And I thought I would show... On the overhead, um, they do stack up side by side. This is nice, half inch a piece, uh, and then you can clicky clicky. This is one of each color. Um, you you know you have to solder it in, but it's very easy. There's only six solder points, and then we give you a header on both sides so that it sits uh, nice and flat. And then you have you know a couple solder uh, sorry um, breadboard rows available to connect the um, the LED negative the led positive you'll need a resistor as well the normally closed connection the normally open connection and the common connection so the switch has three contacts uh, the led has two and then they're they're just duplicated on the other side so you have two sets uh to make wiring easy and then yeah they just go side by side if you want uh so perfect for um prototyping with these adorable step switches
1: all right and then the star of the show tonight besides you lady ada our team all of our staff all of our friends all of our community all of our customers and everyone who makes this thing go is this is the PCA
2: 9548 stemma QT breakout yay so we've we've had a TCA 9548 breakout for a very long time um, but uh, when Liz was working on um, the eight channel um, laser harp or, you know she she connected up eight distance sensors, she was like, man, I really wish there was a a STEMIQT version of this multiplexer that I could just plug everything in. So what this board does, um, as you can see here, it's got four VCNL 4040s. If you are trying to connect um, I2C sensors, you know that every I2C sensor needs to have a unique address. And so sometimes there's an address jumper to you and you can change the addresses and you still have to make sure none of them collide. But there's sometimes there's sensors that don't have a configurable address, like I think the VCNL 4040 doesn't. And let's say you want to have multiple distance sensors because you're making a laser harp. Um, what do you do? Well, this is a special chip, um, it's very inexpensive, and you have one port, and that's the one on the very left, that's the input port. And then when you send um, a special I2C command to address 70, it tells that chip to route the next <coughs> um, I2C commands over to that port so there's eight ports and so you can select which port you want to route to and that basically lets you you know without any special wiring without any jumper pins or whatever connect to eight different devices uh with a very little amount of code that just you know has to go in between when you want to select between the the different ones um it works very well we've got arduino and circuit python code examples and python examples so let's Let me show it on the overhead. There's a couple other interesting things. So this is your controller. So your controller connects to here. And um, this is also the breakout for the controller side. And then there's eight ports. Um, You you just have to keep track, like this is port zero and this is port five, because when you tell the uh, 9548 chip which port you want, you have to tell it like port zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And um, in addition, what we did is there is, let me just show demo Um, so if you're using and you know it has LED so you know what everything's lit if you're using um, a 5 volt Arduino with you know stem you might want to level shift the um, output like all of our boards have level shifters on them but if you're using uh, quick or you made a DIY design you might want to have three volt power and logic so on board there is a three volt regulator with 500 milliamps output, level shifter, and then down here is a little switch that lets you select the logic output for these eight ports. So even if this port's five volts, um, you can select these to be three volts just by uh, flicking the switch back and forth. And uh, this is three volts already, so you're not gonna see any difference. Um, But I thought that was like, we had a little bit of space left over, so I thought, uh, why not add a level shifter? Another thing to note, is this is the PCA9548, and a lot of times these are called TCA9548, uh, and they're actually the same chip as long as you're using um, three volt or five volt power. The TCA can go down to 1.8 volts, but uh, it's also very hard to get right now. The PCA9548 is otherwise equivalent. Uh, it uses the exact same code, it's the exact same pinout, it just only goes down to like 2.3 volts minimum. So for this, functionality it's the same just in case you're like what's the difference between the pca and the tca in this case there is no difference they are drop-in compatible uh so this should make it really easy to make um you know projects that use a lot of different boards sorry a lot of different clones of the same board with the same address with one uh, stem QT port and no soldering
1: and that's the new product for the week new 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 new
2: new 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 all it's right. me, new <laughs> Yeah,
1: Played by Chris Pratt um, So, uh is the code Now you know why Use that, or lose it by tomorrow um, We're going to do some top secret. So uh, go to Discord Start typing in your questions, i got a few lined up But uh, we're going to do uh, some questions right after that Let's uh, do top secret from the vault Yes um, Here's this week's top secret We have a video oh, lady, What is this?
2: Hey, I'm testing out a little prototype I made. Um, I showed this off on the last desk of Lady Ada. It's a Stemma JSTPH, so you can connect like alligator clips or whatever, uh, to infrared both right angle. You can actually see this camera picks up a little bit of that purple infrared effect, and also um, uh, vertical, so you get both directions. And then I have it hooked up here to um, a Metro Mini, and you can see when there's, uh, one, one pin, A3. When uh, an IR signal is sent out, this little LED goes off, and you can see it on the scope as well. And uh, here's my final silkscreen design uh, with Penguin, and I actually added a little slot. You can add an, an optional extra 5-millimeter LED if you like. So this will be handy for uh, making very powerful TV beacons. coming soon to the Adafruit Show.
1: You want to do more Top
2: secret? I can do? show this. Yeah, I can show this stuff. We got more times. So got, talks talks. So got uh, that board I just showed you off. It's you know our solderless infrared emitter, and it's got like the edge emitter, and it's got the top down emitter. So that's kind of sweet. Um, that just solves some people's infrared projects. And then um, I QTFi'd the uh, psi 51 sorry, 5350, 5351A clock generator. Um, we'll still sell our breakout because it has three. Um, SMA connectors, but this chip is no longer unavailable. You can now get it. Yay, Scilab. So, uh, a good way to celebrate that is to make a STEM QT board. This is my green prototype.
1: Okay. Next up for questions. All right, it lines up. We're going to speed around these ledges yeah. because we're going to get to a bunch of them. Go for it. Okay. Are there any RA eight eight seven five alternatives?
2: Not really. It's a one of a kind chip, and okay. it's probably going to be killed off real soon. I can tell that they're not going to be making it much longer. Are
1: there any waveform acquisition drivers for any of the Circuit Python targets?
2: Um, I would use an RP twenty forty with PIO and and try to funnel it into SRAM. Um, waveform acquisition is tough for any platform because you need to have a buffer big enough to store it. So if you you know, you could probably do with PIO. A parallel output ADC and a parallel input um, SRAM chip. You could probably like automate the whole thing and have it run, yeah, you know, maybe not 100 megahertz, but maybe 20 or 30 megahertz.
1: Okay. Uh, next up, comment and an observation. Um, can you uh, store extra earrings on the ear project uh, for the phone case? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of useful. Um, next up, question: How many pins with the 16-pin PCA multiplexer with the new eight-port multiplexer? Is it eight by 16? Is, it, is that the math that would
2: do um, Well, you know, you're, you can have three multi, I mean, you'd have to make sure there's no address collisions, but you, but you can have up to eight, eight-port multiplexers. And then I think they mean 16 GPIO expander, which is not a multiplexer, it's a different thing. Uh, so yeah, it would be like eight times 16 times three times three, no, t- sorry, eight times eight times 16 times eight. So I'm do the
1: math, it's a lot. Okay. So fine structure constant, I yes. think. Okay. Um, leap for Android, what is the status? Oh, we're working on it. So we usually do the iOS version first, because that's what the most people um, are using. And then we get all of the features and things nailed that we want to do. But we do develop in parallel, and we're working in, it in parallel. So when it's ready, you'll see an announcement on our site, and you'll be able to download and play with it. And uh, it'll have uh, pretty much feature for feature as the iOS version. When are you going to release the KB2040 Bluetooth? I want to untether my split keyboard. That's a good.
2: Um, I, you know, I don't know how, I mean, there, I know there's Bluetooth, you know, per micros. Um, I could design one, but I, I, I don't, I don't have any plans at this no time. No
1: plans. Okay. Um, I have a project that needs both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Normally, uh, the quick connection is for things like sensors. Can I connect two ESP TFT feather wings with the I 2 C quick?
2: well i think you can coat you can do bluetooth and wi-fi at the same time on the esp 32 s2 so you may not even need to you may not you might be able to use it i'm pretty i'm sure i think there's one of the esp boards you can use them at the same time
1: okay and then when can we send more nudes um those sold out fast and we have a bunch more on the way so we're doing something very specific with them we have a very high bar for the quality that we like to see there is ones that are available out there they're not called nudes of course um, and they're crummy, and it's a little bit of a gamble to quote some folks in the chat um, who've tried. So that's why we have to wait because these are pretty good ones.
2: Yeah, we're. I mean, they're being custom made. They're
1: being custom made, and we have QA, and we have a lot of things that. Um, we only
2: want the highest quality nudes. <laughs>
1: yeah, we. Yes,
2: only. We want nudes that we're proud of.
1: The best. Okay, um, let me see if there's other questions that we can get. Um, alternatives got that. Um, the uh, multiplexer would be awesome with uh, multiple I2C OLED displays. Yeah, That'd be kind of cool. And that is the questions okay. of the week. Later. We're on time.
2: We're at nine. Yeah, pretty nine much. much seven.
1: Okay. Uh, special thanks to the community here, everyone in the chat. Thanks for asking great, great questions and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, special thanks to Takara behind the scenes and the Adafruit slack doing a bunch of stuff and then our entire team who helps put the show together and all the things to make us go this has been an adafruit production we'll see everybody next week on ask an engineer this is your moment of zener good night everybody
2: bye everybody